Tell me this, have you ever tried to record a podcast interview only to end up with the most glitchy footage you've ever seen? Like the audio is all weird and the video is dropping frames left and right? That is what happens when you don't use Riverside to record your online podcast interviews. I love using Riverside when I record interviews for the Creator Club podcast, and it's what I recommend to all our podcast clients at Creatorly Media as well. Riverside is unique because it actually records your own audio and video locally, like on your your computer, and then it uploads it simultaneously while you're recording. So this means when you're all done recording, you'll have the crisp, high quality audio and video files for both you and your guest ready to download. It is such a game changer to have all your tracks locally recorded and separately too, which means you can get the best quality for everyone on the call and it makes your life way easier in editing. Plus it's super easy for your guests to use as well. You can just send them a link to join. If you want to try Riverside for yourself, go to riverside.com. FM and use the code KD15 for 15% off of any Riverside plan. That is K-A-T-I-E-1-5 for 15% off at Riverside.fm. Thanks so much to Riverside for sponsoring the Creator Club podcast. For most of 2022, my TikTok growth was totally stagnant. But in just a couple of months, I have recently gained over 10,000 new followers on TikTok by implementing just one simple strategy and mindset shift. I really feel like TikTok has changed a lot since it first blew up in early 2020, and the way that creators are growing on TikTok has changed too. For so long, my growth on the platform was really stagnant. I had a few early viral TikToks that kind of gained me around like my first 10,000 followers or so. Now, these are videos I posted in like late 2019, early 2020. And since that point, over the following years, I really slowly and steadily built up the next like three to 4,000 followers just from, you know, posting videos, sometimes more consistently than others, I will admit. But I just couldn't seem to push past that stagnancy no matter what I tried. I was trying to follow trends and share more videos off the cuff. Like I was trying to be spontaneous and film a TikTok video as soon as I had the idea so that it would feel really fresh because that's what I thought would perform better on TikTok. I was trying to implement these strategies that I saw working really well for others. But recently, I tried something new and that's what got me out of my TikTok rut and past 25,000 followers and still growing. So today I wanted to share with you my current TikTok growth strategy for 2023 and talk about how it's already been working for me and how I think it can work for you too. So we're gonna get into all of those details in just a minute. Welcome to the Creator Club podcast produced by Creatorly Media. I'm your host, Katie Steckley. I'm a side hustle YouTuber turned six-figure CEO that's obsessed with social media, making content, and building communities. Here on the Creator Club podcast, we dive deep into the social media and content creation strategies that are important to you as a creator. Whether you want to grow on Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, or with a podcast, we've got advice for you. So stay tuned for my workshop style solo shows and the occasional expert interview. Oh, and by the way, this club is open to everyone. Whether you have one or 1 million followers, there's a seat for you at the table. So let's get into it.
All right, my friend, you've listened through the ad read and the theme song and the intro, so let's not beat around the bush any longer. I'm going to tell you really succinctly right now what my TikTok growth strategy is. And honestly, my growth strategy for TikTok is to treat it like YouTube. If you've been listening to this podcast for a while, you know that your girl is a big fan of YouTube and that's kind of like my home on the internet. That's where I've always focused like the most energy and it's just what I love to create and love to consume the most. And I've kind of had this mindset shift recently that I can start thinking about my TikTok videos the same way that I think about my YouTube videos. And I honestly really credit this mindset shift for the massive growth that I've been seeing on TikTok and how I've been able to really push through that stagnant like rut that I was in. It's because of this mindset shift. So let me explain what I mean. For the past couple of years, if you had asked me what kind of content was really performing well on TikTok, I would say, you know, dance videos, memes, lip syncs to like audio sound bites, transitions, you know, funny cat videos, random relatable skits, you know, the ones that it's like a song playing in the background and then you're like acting out the skit and the text that your like character is supposed to be saying shows up on the screen, like all of that kind of very TikTok-y stuff. That's what I thought of as what would perform well and what would help you grow on TikTok. And to be honest, I found it really hard to figure out how to make content like that within my own niche and my own kind of style and creator personality. I experimented and I tried things out, but it never felt very authentic to me. It felt so different from what I was doing on Instagram and YouTube. And so even though I tried random things here and there, nothing really seemed to work all that well for me. And I feel like this is an experience that a lot of creators can relate to. Maybe you listening have thought this before, that some of the, the kind of content that seems to perform well on TikTok might not align with your vibe and the kind of stuff that you want to make. And so for that reason, you might have kind of said, uh, TikTok's not for me. I don't think I can grow on TikTok. Or maybe you've been feeling in a rut in terms of your growth as well. Now, throughout the past couple of years, while I was going through this phase of kind of thinking like that is what performed well on TikTok, I had some random videos go viral, but nothing that was really that related to the rest of my brand. Like if you look at some of my top videos on TikTok, you'll see that I have a video of like photos of me and my husband from when we met when we were in high school, like through the years up until now, you know, like silly little stuff like that where I was following trending audios and just kind of doing it for fun. So I had those few videos really get a lot of views, but it didn't translate to growth in my audience because obviously that content wasn't related to what I was posting. So that's kind of where I was at when we arrive at the second half of 2022. I started noticing that I was seeing more and more content on my For You page that felt more familiar to me. And it was content that I was really enjoying and it was also in a format that felt a little bit more like what I was used to. Basically, it felt like mini YouTube videos. Some of it looked like a video podcast. You know, I would see somebody sitting in, at a desk in front of a microphone, that kind of thing. Some of it was like a mini video essay tackling like an in-depth topic, making an argument where they would have all kinds of supporting B-roll and graphics and, you know, graphs and charts and all that stuff. And some of these videos felt more like vlogs, like a day in the 
life where there was lots of b-roll and added music and sound effects and some of the videos i was seeing on my for you page was content like you would see in a a tutorial on YouTube, taking you step-by-step step through a process or solving a problem. So all of this was feeling very much like something I was used to and very much like something I could maybe do myself. Overall, what I was seeing in the latter half of 2022 is what I am now terming the YouTubification of TikTok. Basically, over the past little while, videos have gotten longer on TikTok, right? You're now allowed to make videos up to three minutes long. I believe some users actually have access to making even longer TikToks. And the user base of TikTok has really grown as well. At the beginning, we all thought of TikTok as just for teenagers, but TikTok has really started to reach a much wider user base and people of all ages and backgrounds and sort of interests and, and demographics are on TikTok now. So TikTok has really started to look more and more like YouTube, even down to the increased significance of the search engine inside TikTok, which I find really interesting. So that's something that TikTok has been rolling out more features around and it's becoming a more comprehensive feature is you can actually go in TikTok and search for tutorials, you know, recipes, questions that you're searching for an answer for, these kinds of things you can find easily through TikTok search. Now, it used to be that after you watched a TikTok, like if you didn't like it or save it, it was gone. You were never going to find it again. But they've improved the search engine in TikTok to where now you can find TikToks that you've watched before, even down to being able to filter your search to videos I have seen. And you can search within that group of Content. So TikTok has really improved their searchability, which to me makes it even more similar to YouTube. So all of these different factors that I listed, the longer content, the growing diverse user base, and the increased emphasis on search has really got me thinking, why don't I just try to make my TikToks like many versions of my YouTube videos. If TikTok and YouTube aren't so different after all, maybe my strategies for TikTok and YouTube don't have to be so different after all. Really, the way I see it, it's kind of more my style. It's what I'm comfortable doing. It's what I have over 10 years of experience executing on. So if me trying to replicate the strategy that I think has been successful for other TikTokers isn't working, why don't I do what I do best and create many YouTube videos? So this was the reasoning that I had in the back of my mind kind of at the end of last year when I started shifting my TikTok strategy. And this has been huge for me. I've really seen on these new like YouTubeified TikToks way more views, way more engagement, and it's what's led to my new growth in followers. So let's talk about specifically what I mean when I say a mini YouTube video as a TikTok. So let's discuss how to make an effective YouTube video, essentially on fast forward. Now, this is important. Hear me out, write this down, make sure this sticks in your brain. This strategy is not about repurposing. We're not just posting clips 
from your YouTube channel. Trust me, that is not going to work. People can sniff that out from a mile away. Essentially, they're going to know that it's just a screen cap of what you posted on YouTube and they're, they're probably not going to watch it because people become very disengaged when it seems like content has just been grabbed from another platform without any kind of intention or thought behind it. So we're not just going to re-export a vertical version of your YouTube video or a clip from your YouTube video. Instead, we're going to use the same or similar ideas that you had for your YouTube video and then use that to create a TikTok. Now, this strategy can also work for you if you don't have a YouTube channel yet. So don't count yourself out if you're thinking, well, Katie, I don't have ideas for YouTube because I don't make YouTube videos. That's okay. You can still use the same process that I'm talking about. You're just going to shift that mindset and think about creating TikToks in the same way that one might think about creating YouTube videos. And we'll get into what that exactly looks like in just a second. But beyond this, beyond the whole plan of using YouTube ideas and turning that into a shorter version, which can then be posted on TikTok, you also need to make sure that your video is framed effectively to work on the For You page. Remember, as I was saying before, TikTok and YouTube, they are becoming more and more similar. We can acknowledge that, but there is still one really clear main difference between how TikTok operates and how YouTube operates. And this difference is essential for you to keep in mind as you are applying the YouTubeification of TikTok kind of strategy or theory to your content. Okay, that main difference is that on YouTube, you need to convince someone to watch your video. You do that through an effective title and thumbnail, etc. Contrastingly, on TikTok, you need to convince someone to keep watching. So on YouTube, you convince someone to watch. On TikTok, you convince someone to keep watching. The viewers on TikTok are served your videos without them choosing them, right? That's what the For You page does. It gives us videos without us having to scroll around and click on something and pick something. So when TikTok serves your potential new follower your video, you have a very short amount of time to convince them not to scroll. And this is very important to keep in mind when it comes to planning your YouTubeified TikToks. I think the easiest way to explain this is to walk you through my thought process for coming up with the TikTok that really got me started on this strategy. It actually has over 450,000 views now, and it's really responsible for kind of jumpstarting the growth of my TikTok again. I made this video a while back. So let me talk you through how I came up with this TikTok. It all started with a YouTube video. Of course, I made a YouTube video a while back called why no one is watching your vlogs and how to fix it. In this video, I talked about the but therefore rule of storytelling. I actually came across this theory of storytelling in a TikTok, which is kind of funny. But in this TikTok, it was a clip of the creators of South Park. Matt Stone and Trey Parker, and they were basically talking about their own philosophy around storytelling, which can be summarized in what we call the but therefore rule. So anyway, I talked about this in a YouTube video and the video performed like fine, to be honest with you. It's nothing crazy. I had good feedback in the comments, um, but it's not like the video went viral on YouTube or anything. It was kind of regular in terms of my YouTube performance. 
But in the comments, like I was saying, I had some people saying that the but therefore rule was a really helpful way to think about storytelling. They were like, this is a great new perspective. I hadn't thought of that before. So clearly I thought this section really resonated with people. So I thought, you know what? That was roughly like a three to four minute segment of my YouTube video. Why don't I try to take that same idea and distill it into a little TikTok? So I set up my phone and I filmed a vertical video where I basically explained the concept again. But I didn't just use my exact script from the YouTube video because that you know, section appeared in the center of my YouTube video in the middle of the timeline. So it wasn't going to work to just grab that. So instead, I started off the video by saying, if you're not getting views on YouTube, this is probably why. So essentially, I added a hook that was relevant to what I wanted to share. And I plopped that right at the beginning of my TikTok. So I kind of grabbed this section of the script from my YouTube video that I thought I wanted to talk about. And I wrote a hook that I thought would grab the attention of my potential viewers and keep them watching. Because again, TikTok is about convincing people to keep watching. And I delivered that hook and then I got into the content of my script. So I think that's a really essential piece to keep in mind when you want to repurpose something from your YouTube video. So the first thing is we're not just going to cut and paste and grab a section of your video and change the aspect ratio to 9 by 16. No, we're going to grab a section of your script and we're going to write a really great hook for that section of the script. And then you're going to re-record that section of the script vertically. Okay, so those are the first two steps that I took. Then this is where the secret sauce of my TikTok strategy really comes in, is in this next step. I edited the TikTok to look like a YouTube video. I brought that footage onto my computer. I added titles, extra graphics, supporting B-roll, and captions. And then I exported it and I airdropped it back to my phone to post. This is really why I think it did so well. Not because it's a so much higher quality video than a, a video you could make in TikTok, because it's not. I filmed it literally on my phone on the front facing camera. Like it didn't, it wasn't high quality, right? But what it was, was very, very engaging because I made a lot of effort to add a lot of visual aids to make it more dynamic and kind of keep the viewer interested. You can do this in the TikTok editor. It has the capabilities for you to add extra, you know, text and GIFs and graphics and whatever, but it would have just honestly taken me a really long time because I have spent many, many years becoming extremely proficient in Premiere Pro. I can edit a video in Premiere Pro like very quickly. And so because I'm so much faster at editing on my laptop, I would just prefer to edit it on my laptop and then send it back to my phone. But if you prefer mobile video editors, like you can do that. It's totally fine. It's not about where you edit it. It's about whether or not the final product is engaging with lots of titles, graphics, B-roll, captions, all of that good stuff. So to summarize my process in a little bit more detail, because I do get a lot of questions about this and exactly how I edit my TikToks, let me just give you a quick picture of it. So I film either on my camera or on my phone and that footage, I send it to my laptop. I edit everything in Premiere and then once it's done, I export it from Premiere and then I take that MP4 file and I airdrop it from my MacBook to my iPhone. Once it's in the camera roll on my iPhone, I then upload it to TikTok. Once it's in TikTok, I attach 
a background music audio. So the original one that I edited in Premiere, it did not have any background music because I wanna add it within the app so that it's attached to the audio correctly and all that good stuff. And I literally just attach the audio and then I go ahead and write a caption, create a little cover real quick in TikTok and save it as a draft. And then when I'm ready to post it, I go back in to my draft and then I click publish. So that's kind of a rough outline of my actual process, but what I want you to take away from this is like that is really not the important part. You don't need to stress out about the exact steps that I take, and I think a lot of people get too caught up in was it edited in the TikTok editor and you know how was the audio all this stuff. What you really need to focus on is having a great concept, a really good hook, and making the visuals as engaging as possible. And that, my friends, is also the summary of how you make a good YouTube video. So there you go, that's what it's about. Now, bringing it back to that example video I was talking about. Honestly, at the time, I wasn't convinced that this video would do that well. I just thought, you know, I should try it, it might be fun. And I was really impressed with the views and new followers that I received because not every viral video on TikTok will bring in new followers. Like I said, I've had some that have done well views wise, but didn't grow my audience. But I really think that this video was valuable and engaging enough that people wanted to see more. They wanted to learn more from me. And so they ended up following. Okay, so now that you understand my secret sauce and how to implement it for yourself. Let's discuss the logistics. Like how do I actually add this into my weekly workflow to execute on it consistently so that this isn't just a theory or a strategy, but it's actually a practice and a practice that gains me new followers consistently. So let's talk about my TikTok creation workflow. Hey there, I just wanted to quickly interrupt myself to ask you a question. Did you know that me and my team at Creatorly Media have Instagram services? If you've been dreaming of starting or growing your Instagram, but have felt overwhelmed by some of the technical or strategic aspects, like maybe you're not sure how often you should post, what time you should post, what's the deal with hashtags anyway, or maybe you're struggling with editing reels or creating graphic carousels. Well, that's exactly what we are here for. We can help you make your Instagram dream a reality with our professional strategy development or content creation services, or all of the above. If you're ready to start growing a community on Instagram and really seeing results with your personal brand or business, then check out our services at creatorlymedia.com slash services. If you have any questions or want to chat, you can reach out and someone from the Creatorly Media team would be super happy to talk with you about how we can help you with creating your content or developing your strategy for Instagram. We can't wait for you to become a part of the Creatorly Media team. So reach out at creatorlymedia.com slash services. Okay. So if you want to give this strategy a shot and you want to implement this TikTok workflow for yourself, here's what you're going to want to do. List out all of your ideas. You can pull these ideas from your YouTube content if you have a YouTube channel, or you can brainstorm topics that you think your audience might be interested in. You can get ideas from comments on your previous TikToks, or if you have an Instagram account, you know, grab comments from there. Anywhere that you're already creating content, try to start with a point of feedback from your audience because that will really guide you into what people are seeking out, what people are interested in. You also might get inspired by what you see on your For You page or questions that you get often. 
Honestly, I love using comments from my TikTok as inspiration. It can be a really great positive feedback loop because once you start getting engagement, you'll have like a million new ideas based on what people are asking you about. You can reply using their comment like tagged in the video and it's just a great way to get people to watch more of your content. So however you find your inspiration, the first step is to get those ideas down on paper. I personally like to keep a database of ideas. I'm constantly adding to it just when I'm on the go and I think of something or I'm scrolling and an idea comes to mind. I write it down in my Notion database so that when it comes to my actual weekly workflow, I can start at step two, which is writing my scripts. And when I go to write my scripts, I can go to my idea database and just grab an idea from there. So that's how I like to do it. Like maybe you do a brainstorming session every couple weeks where you write down a bunch of ideas, but in general, it's hard to just like manufacture ideas on the spot, which is why I like to keep a running list that I just add to on the go. And then the rest of my steps are more scheduled regularly in my week. Okay, so that brings us to step two, which is writing scripts. So normally I do this on Monday. I do this for YouTube and TikTok. I like to sit down and write out my content scripts all at the same time. And that kind of just gets me on track for my week of creation. So the first thing about scripts is yes, you do need to actually write them. I think a lot of people think I'm just going to go in with like an idea and just start filming. But I personally find that a TikTok is way too short of a time to just go off the cuff. On YouTube or even on this podcast, I like to work with outlines. So I'll have notes and bullet points and stuff written down. And then I like to go off the cuff a little bit because I feel like it comes across as more authentic and organic. And I usually do like have more ideas once I get talking. But when it comes to TikTok, it is just simply too short to be able to include all the valuable information that you're going to want to include without planning it out specifically ahead of time. So I really recommend writing out word for word what you want to say. You also really want to include a strong hook. Like I was saying before, think about how you can convince your listener Think about how you can convince your viewer to keep watching. And finally, you want to end your script earlier than you think you would need to. Really don't belabor the point. Don't keep going until you feel like you finally explained yourself. Say what you need to say. Get in, get out, leave them wanting more. That's what's going to get people to follow you. So... Personally, I would recommend don't include any outro. Don't include anything like, follow me if you want more tips like this, or let me know what you think in the comments. Like, don't include any call to actions because it's going to probably wreck your completion rate. Like, people aren't gonna watch to the very end, so your, like, view duration within TikTok is not gonna be as good if people, like, right away they know, oh, the next five seconds aren't helpful, I'm gonna scroll. So just end it as soon as you've really provided the information that you need to provide. Okay, so that's Monday writing scripts. Step three, I usually do on Tuesday and Wednesday, which is batch film my TikToks. So I like to do this for efficiency because it's just a lot faster to set up your camera twice a week instead of like five times a week or whatever. And I've personally found that nobody really cares on TikTok if you're wearing the same thing in multiple videos. I used to be really insecure about this on Instagram. And when I was batching my Instagram content, I would change outfits like four or five times when I would batch, you know, like a month of content in a day or whatever. And 
I just think that's not necessary. So now I will probably just have like two different outfits on both my TikTok and my Instagram because yes, I, I haven't been discussing this in this episode, but I do repost my TikToks on Instagram Reels as well. I can talk about that further in a different podcast episode. We could discuss, you know, the strategy of Reels versus TikTok and when to repost and when to not. So let me know if you would want an episode all about that. You can DM me on Instagram or whatever if you want to hear more about that. But that is a tangent. Let's get back on track here. The point is, it doesn't matter if you're wearing the same thing in multiple videos. So that's why I like to batch. So like I alluded to before, I like to film on my Sony ZV-1. That's my vlogging camera. I just find it way easier to get my footage onto my computer. I won't bore you with the details, but there's all these issues if you film on iPhone and then try to edit in Premiere Pro, the coloring, there's so much to it. But the point is recording on my camera is the easiest for me. That's why I do it. It's not because it's the best thing to do. If it's easiest for you to record on your phone, record on your phone. The best gear for any creator is the gear that makes the content creation process easy, efficient, and enjoyable for you. So don't stress yourself out about gear because you can have great results from just using your phone for this entire process. And that's great if that's what works for you. For me, coming from a YouTuber background and having my existing workflows, using my camera is what works best for me. So I just set it up on a tripod that allows me to tilt my camera so that I can put it vertical and then I record the TikToks that I've scripted. So that brings us to step four, which I usually do on like Wednesday and Thursday each week, and that is editing all of my TikToks. So once I have them all batch filmed, then I like to batch edit. I just find that like once I get into the groove, it's easier to keep going rather than doing just like one here and one there. So I'll add as many extra visuals as I can, like B-roll, graphics, extra titles for emphasis, and then I always add captions. So I actually just do baked in captions that I create in Premiere Pro because there's this really great auto transcription feature in Premiere Pro now. So I use that and I like it because it keeps my captions looking the same across all of the platforms where I'm posting this content and it means that I only have to edit the captions once to make sure that they're accurate and then it just you know is the same across everywhere so it's easy for me to do it that way but again whatever is easiest for you that's the way you should do it okay so once everything is edited that brings us to step five which is publishing those TikToks throughout the week. So normally I'm doing this whole process in let's say week one, all of that content is getting posted in week two. So I prep my content for TikTok the week before essentially. And that works for me because I'm using this YouTubeified strategy, right? I'm not chasing trends. I'm not trying to jump on stuff as soon as it's popular. I'm essentially sharing evergreen content. I mean, some of it's a little bit more timely, like it might not be relevant six months from now, but it's definitely going to be relevant like a few days from now when I post it. So that's the strategy that I use. And it means that I don't have to be posting stuff like the day I create it. So like I was saying before, I export everything out of Premiere Pro. I get it over to my phone. I save them in my TikTok drafts with an attached background audio. And then I've got them sitting in my drafts waiting for me the next week. So when I 
go into TikTok the next week, I will manually post them from my drafts. And I'm usually aiming for like three to five TikToks per week. Just depends on, you know, how busy I am and how much I'm able to get done the week before. And so I will give myself a little reminder in my Notion weekly planner. It'll just be a task on my to-do list for the days where I have content scheduled for saying to post. It actually says post real slash short slash TikTok because I'm, you know, using this content in a lot of different places. So it's a reminder for me to go in and post on all those platforms. And I also take that as an opportunity to go in and engage with my audience in those places too. So that, um, you know, I reply to comments, I keep up to date with everybody, that kind of a thing. That is it, my friends. That's my TikTok strategy for 2023. And I really think that this is going to be a more effective way for the majority of creators to grow on TikTok. Sure, there's going to be people for whom the dance videos and the trending audios and all of that stuff is going to still be good. But I think for a lot of y'all listening, probably taking this YouTubeification of TikTok approach will work better for you. Especially if you're already a YouTuber, you don't need to reinvent the wheel for TikTok. And I'm personally very excited about that shift in TikTok culture. This realization really changed the game for me and it just made TikTok feel a lot less intimidating and like something I could actually integrate into my existing creative workflow and something now that I have a lot of fun creating the videos for. So if you decide that you want to use this strategy and you want to see this workflow in action and you want to get the full tutorial showing you each step that I outlined, you can check out my recent YouTube video. It's my TikTok content creation process for 2023. Hop over to youtube.com slash Katie to check it out. I walk you through each and every step of the content creation workflow we just talked about and I do it in a tutorial style where you get to see, you know, how I edit my TikToks in Premiere Pro and all of that good stuff. Also, if you need a little help evaluating your TikTok and figuring out what strategy might work for you, then you should check out my creative agency, Creatorly Media, because we do offer TikTok audits where we take a look at your TikTok and give you feedback on how you personally can improve. So you can go to creatorlymedia.com slash audits. It will also be linked in the show notes so you can check it out there. But I really just wish you the best on your TikTok journey. And thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Creator Club Podcast. Thanks so much for listening to the Creator Club Podcast. This show is produced by Creatorly Media, a social media and content marketing agency by creators for creators. If you want professional help growing your social media platforms or creating your content, come visit us at creatorlymedia.com or at creatorlymedia on Instagram. If you've listened this far into the episode, we want to know who you are. Seriously, thank you so much for listening. Screenshot your podcast app and share it to your Instagram story, tagging at Creatorly Media or at Katie Steckley so that we can chat. Again, thanks for listening and remember to keep on creating. We'll catch you next time.